Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. I like the kind of people that will just stand for truth, that will stand for righteousness, will stand for holiness. They don't have to be ugly about it, but they just stand and stand and stand and stand 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Stand. Just stand. to be a cedar make up your mind that you're not going to turn back you're not going to go to the left you're not going to go to the right you're going to go forward no matter what comes against you no matter what is said or not said about you you are going to remain true and faithful all the way home of good memories it's wonderful always wonderful to come back home and to see new faces and if I've missed anybody if I haven't mentioned you I I apologize for that and I just want to get right into the word of the Lord because that's what we're here for today happy Father's Day amen I don't know I'm an old-timer so would you mind to stand for the reading of the word I may not be the oldest one here, but I have a young heart. And sometimes, Pastor, I don't know what this young heart is doing in this body with this white hair. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's part of it. It's just part of it. And a few years ago, I, I came here for, I think it was your 10th anniversary. And I was still trying to recover from uh, a stroke. But I want you to know I've recovered from that stroke. <laughs> I'm here. Amen. I give God the praise and I give God the glory. From the word of the Lord, Psalms 1, 1, 2, and 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Psalms 92 verse 12 through 14. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that he planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. Zechariah 11 Verse 2, howl or cry, fir tree, for the cedar is fallen. Howl or cry, fir tree, because the mighty are spoiled. Cry or howl, O ye oaks of the Basham. The forest of the vintage is come down. My subject this morning I want to preach about the value 
of the cedar in the house of God. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless the word of the Lord as it goes forth. I ask you to bless the hearers of the word and those who obey the word. May everything that's said and done glorify you in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. And you must be seated. Thank you. One of the most interesting things I think about the word of God is we find in the Bible that the Bible talks a lot about trees. There are 22 different trees that are mentioned in the Bible. And trees are oftentimes used to illustrate a truth or a principle. So from the word of the Lord, we early on understand that the cedar tree is of extreme value and high honor in God's word. What about the cedar? Well, it's evergreen. It's always green. It never fades or loses its foliage. It's solid, it's steadfast, and it's strong. Cedars even stand through fire. I've been told, I've not witnessed it, but I've been told and I've read about it that there's a fire that goes through the forest where the cedars are, the fir trees and some of the other trees will, they'll burn and they'll probably not live through the fire. But I'm told the cedars are not destroyed. They survive and continue to grow and maintain life. The cedar will stand through storms, winds, disease. The cedar wood is virtually indestructible because of its why? Because of its strong resistance to disease. It's not easy to bring down a cedar. It will stand sure. It's a noble tree. It's a strong. It's a big. It's a tall. I, I think some of them go as tall as 150 feet into the air. Cedar wood makes strong beams. When Solomon built the temple... He built it out of cedars. So one of the, uh, the things that in life that I wanted to do early on, I didn't know exactly how it was ever going to happen, but eventually we became the regional directors for Europe and the Middle East. And one of the things I wanted to do was go to Lebanon and see the cedars of Lebanon. And we saw those cedars. And there was one cedar that stretched so big that there was the branches of it there was a highway that went under the branches believe me sister Ronbush can testify we climbed up some steps and there was a coffee shop on one of the branches of a cedar tree it wasn't a big one but it had four or five tables and if you would, if you would want to have a, a war in the Middle East, I'll tell you what, there would be a war in the Middle East if somebody would try to destroy the cedars of Lebanon. The cedar is a shelter, a shelter in the forest for the other trees, the animals, the plants. And when the cedar falls, it's a sad, sad day. The cedar is a strong, if not the strongest of all trees. 
I've had some cedars in my life. Bob Hassel was one of my cedars. Roy Simpkins was one of my cedars. Uncle Paul Frazee was one of my cedars. When he had a lot of other things to do, when the church burned in Cutler, he came endless days and nights and Saturdays to help us build the new building in Cutler. 2002 was a very uh, kind of a sad and an unusual year for me. It was the time that my mother and several other people that were close to me passed away, Robert McFarlane. And the other person who passed away in 2002 was Uncle Paul Frazee. He was an uncle to Sister Rodenbush, and then I claimed him to be my uncle. He was the patriarch of the Frazee family. He lived for God 75 years. He preached the gospel for 70 years. That's my goal. I got 10 more to go almost. It's a wonderful thing. It was a sad day when, when Brother Frazee was promoted to heaven. It was a sad day for us, a good day for him. He was one of a kind, and I, I believe he was what I would call a hero of the faith. And on the Sunday evening before the funeral on Monday, we drove over to Pinckneyville to the church where he had pastored for 37 years. And when we turned off of, of I think it was the route in to go into the church, there were all kinds of policemen, I don't know, four or five police cars and, and policemen directing traffic. Now, Uncle Paul had said to his sons, he said, now look, when I pass away, said, I, 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 somebody had said something to him about having his funeral at the campground. He said, no, there won't be enough, there won't be enough people that will be, the crowd won't look good. He said, just have my funeral where I pastored for 37 years and a small crowd won't look too bad in the Pinckneyville church. Oh, my word. Not only was the line out the door, the line was down the stairs into the basement. We had to go into the basement, and finally somewhere along the way, somebody recognized me and said, no, no, you, you shouldn't do that, and we went on up. But it was estimated that a 1,000 people had visited, signed the guest book that day. I, I told Debbie a, a few weeks ago, we went to see her. I said, well, I'm, I've got a sermon. I'm going, I've been preaching about your dad, and I, I'm sorry she's not here, but I'm glad she's in heaven. That's a good thing. Yes. He was a hero of the faith. On the Sunday night before the funeral on Monday, they had a kind of a memorial service in the church, just kindly for the church, and where he had pastored. All of his 11 grandchildren were there, and they all spoke. They had something to say. More than 40 of his family at that time, all of his children, all of his grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren that were old enough were baptized in Jesus' name and were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and were serving the Lord. Not too many people can say that. Three generations, 40 of them. The unique thing about all of that was he, wanted, he didn't want to have it in a big church. He wanted to have it in a small church. 
he was not widely known in our fellowship. He, uh, he never served as a presbyter. Uh, very few people knew, knew him worldwide. And when he retired from pastoring at the church in Pinckneyville, he became the little old man in overalls and a hat riding a lawnmower mowing the grass on the campground. A lot of people teased him about the straw hat and the overalls. I'm sure he was loved and I know he was appreciated, but he wasn't shown much honor that I know of. I don't remember him ever being asked to sit on the platform anywhere much. But I can tell you right now, Uncle Paul Frazee was a cedar. For 75 years, he stood strong, unwavering, unbending. He stood through fire, through storms. He just stood. God is looking for men and women who will just stand. No matter what happens, they will stand. Stand for truth. Stand for the truth of, words, of the word of the Lord. He was faithful. He was steadfast. He was unmovable like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that brought forth his fruit in due season. And all of the children, grandchildren testified. It was because of Grandpa and his consistent, never-changing, never-compromising, faithful kind of life that I'm in the church today. He was a cedar. Oh, how he would have been so surprised if he could have seen what happened that day. We stood in line. Some people stood in line all evening to pay their respects. We should always mourn and celebrate the passing of a great cedar. I said to myself that day, there's no greater testimony than this. He didn't seek honor. Uncle Paul didn't ask for any glory. He just wanted to be a cedar in the house of God. And if I want to be anything today, I want to be a cedar in God's house. I want to be a, God, I want to be a cedar in the house of the Lord. I thank God for cedars in the church. I thank God for cedars in this church. You, knew, you do know who they are. They're strong. They're solid. They're dependable. You can count on them. They make, cedars make our churches strong. They are so deeply rooted that no matter what is happening, they will still be there when the winds subside. I like the kind of people that will just stand for truth, that will stand for righteousness, will stand for holiness. They don't have to be ugly about it, but they just stand and stand and stand and stand 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Stand. 
Just stand. Fire, fires may rage through a congregation or even an organization. But the cedars don't give in to the fire. They're the beams that carry the weight through the wind and the storms. However, a cedar just doesn't appear overnight. You don't just become a, a cedar in two weeks or two months or two years. If you want to be a cedar, it will cost you something. It takes a special dedication to be a cedar. It takes a special commitment to be a cedar. And it's interesting to note that when sacrifices were made in God's house in the Old Testament, the lamb was laid upon an altar and cedar wood was put there with the sacrifice on the same altar. Both were put in to the fire. I don't think you can really be a cedar in God's house without being tested and going through fire. Now, the fir tree is kind of a nice-looking tree. It's a beautiful tree. I like fir trees. It's slender. It's pretty. It's used for trim. It, uh, but it's a kind of a combustible type of wood. It, it burns easy. It's, it's not very strong. It's kind of easily destroyed. It breaks easily. It, it bends when the wind blows, the fir tree will go with the wind. Now, we can take down a lot of trim in this building. We can take down the beautiful drapes. We can take down the beautiful chandeliers, lights. We can take down a lot of things in this building. But if you take down the beams, this building will not stand. Cedars are beams in God's house. When the wind blows, they stand true. No matter what happens, a cedar remains steadfast, prayerful, thoughtful, dedicated. You can't build a building with fir trees, but you can build a building with cedar trees. And if a cedar tree falls, it affects everything, and the forest is in trouble. Animals, birds are in trouble. The bush, the, bush, the fir trees, all the trees, the whole forest is affected when a cedar falls. When you're going to be a cedar, make up your mind that you're not going to turn back. You're not going to go to the left. You're not going to go to the right. You're going to go forward no matter what comes against you, no matter what is said or not said about you. You are going to remain true and faithful all the way home. I thank God for the cedars in God's house. You know who you can look to for strength. You know who you can depend upon. You know those who are not easily offended, not easily moved. You know, you know who the real, true Christians are.
Cedars are here week after week, year after year, strong, steady, faithful, unmovable, and cedars are so valuable to the kingdom of God. But it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen with a title or even a position. To be a cedar, it requires dedication, commitment. It requires self-examination. It requires accountability. It requires discipline and service. It requires purity of life and motives. It, it requires standing strong in the face of opposition. Sometimes it requires for us to serve without being seen or recognized or given credit and sometimes being misunderstood. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Iraq. It was, it was during the uh, Iraq, Iraqi war. And uh, a lot of people said you shouldn't go, but we understood that there could be some believers, apostolics in Iraq. And Brother Gary Reed had already been there, and he wanted us to go, and Arlie Enos went with me. And so the three of us, we went to Iraq. And one of the reasons I wanted to go there was because decades before, Andrew Urshan and a man by the name of Brother Dura had gone to Iraq and they had baptized a few people and one of the young men that they baptized was a Brother Dura. And uh, they baptized Brother Anwar. And through the years, this man stood strong and true to the message. Brother Anwar never gave up in persecution, in wars, in poverty. Brother Anwar stood firm and steadfast in the truth. So even though my sweet wife really didn't think it was a good idea for me to go to Iraq. I went to Iraq. I've been a few times. I've gone a few places that she didn't really always think it was a good idea. It probably wasn't, but I just wanted to, I wanted to meet somebody who had been so faithful and had been a cedar in the work of the Lord in Iraq. If you haven't got the book, you can get the book and you can read about several times that we just missed terrorist attacks and several other things that happened. Finally, I met Brother Anwar. And when I met him and his wife, I knew that I had met a cedar, a man who stood firm and steadfast in the truth. Before I left... Iraq, I stood on the walls of the ancient city of Nineveh. And I stood at the tomb of Jonah. And I said, Jonah, 
there's still a remnant here. There are apostolics in Iraq. This man, Brother Anwar, went beyond the ordinary. That's the spirit of a cedar. That's what a cedar does. And that's why we found more than 3,000 apostolic believers in Iraq during the time of Saddam's rule over Iraq. In the book, Wars of the American Peoples, there's the story told about the invasion of the Normandy invasion. And uh, recently, of course, we celebrated the 75th. On June the 6th, we celebrated the 75th anniversary of the Normandy invasion, Omaha Beach and all of that. Five beaches uh, thought they were going to, uh, in the night, they thought they were going to, at dawn, they thought they were going to sneak into Normandy, those five beaches. But unbeknownst to them, somehow the German forces found out they were coming and they were hiding in the caves, especially on some of those beaches. They thought they were going to surprise the enemy, but the enemy surprised them. Thousands of men lost their lives that day on Omaha Beach. It was the bitterest battle of the five beaches. Omaha Beach was. And uh, they lowered the doors of the landing craft one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, and more and more and more. And they saw soldiers, their fellow soldiers, being mown down with gunfire. And panic seized. I would be in a panic too. Some of them dropped to their knees, I'm told, and started digging in the sand. But the more they stopped, the more of them got shot and killed. There was a colonel in one of the landing crafts by the name of Taylor. And when the people on the landing craft that were going forward to land saw what was happening, they started moving, reversing the landing craft to get away from Omaha Beach. And the colonel said, no, don't go back, go forward. And so they were still going back, so he jumped off of the landing craft, this Colonel Taylor did. And he swam to the beach. And as the story goes, he ran up and down the beach shouting, get up, don't dig in, get up, move forward, move forward, go forward, keep on going on, keep on keeping on, don't give up, fight the good fight, go forward. And because of that man, you know, one man can make a difference. That beach and the other beaches were eventually won by the Allied forces. As his men watched him, something happened to their minds and their hearts, and they went forward. 
One after another, they begin to rise to their feet. I want to say to somebody here this morning, perhaps it's a father. I want to say to you, never give up. Just keep on trucking. Just keep on going forward. Just keep on trying. Just keep on giving. Just keep on doing. Never turn back. Go forward. One man had courage and strength. Had that special something that it took to go beyond the expected, beyond the ordinary, to stand tall in the face of fire. When we were getting ready to go to uh, West Africa, I remember Pop Hassel and Sister Hassel prayed for us. And I remember him looking in my eyes and he said, Robert, I don't know what you're going to face, but the Lord's going to be with you. There are some things in life you don't forget. There are some statements in life you don't forget. There are some people in life you don't forget. His great-grandchildren are here. And grandchildren and children are in this church. I thank God for every cedar that has stood strong. Every time I go through southern Indiana, I think about Pop Hassel. Every time I go past Tamaroa, I think about the hassles. That's what cedars in the church do. When the enemy is firing his best shot, when the outcome looks hopeless, stand steadfast in the truth. Stand don't look out for your own welfare. Look out for the welfare of others. Stand in the face of the enemy. Cedars don't compromise. Cedars never quit. Cedars keep the faith. There's somebody here who's going to be a cedar. Somebody's going to keep the faith. Somebody's going to do the right thing and keep on doing it. This is Father's Day. And a lot of good things, Pastor, was said by you about Father's Day, and I appreciated it so much. I think we all know the Father is, according to God's plan, to be the priest of the home. There's an enemy out there that would like to destroy children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what the Bible says. We still need some godly fathers who will rise up and say, we're, our, we're going to pick up our spiritual weapons and fight for our children and our grandchildren. We're not going to give up. We're going to go forward. We need dads who will go to battle for their children. We need dads who will stare down the spirit of the age, the tolerance, the evil, and be an example and a leader in your family. We need fathers 
We need dads who will stand tall and firm and say, some things are not welcome in this house. Some things we're not going to watch in this house. Some things we're not going to listen to in this house. Some magazines and books are not allowed in this house. There are some things we don't say or some things we don't do in this house. There are some things we're not going to wear. There are some places we don't go no matter what everybody else is doing. There are some boys you are not going to date a young lady. And there's some girls you're not going to date the wrong guy. You need to say, I'm your dad, dad. I'm the priest of this home. And it's for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm not your pastor. You've got an excellent pastor. I'm just reaffirming his position. Father's Day is a time to reevaluate our responsibility as fathers. Let's be cedars in our home. Let's be cedars in the house of God. If we're going to desire to be anything at all in life, desire to be a cedar. And it's never too late to be a cedar. I think God wants to do great things in these last days. But first we have to know who we are. God has chosen us to be cedars in this world. Now me standing over here by this picture, I can just stand here for the next five years, ten years, just standing by this picture. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for this. I'm, 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 on, I'm on board. I'm, 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 on, I'm in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm just going to stand here by this picture. That will not build one thing over there. Fathers, it's time. If you've ever been behind your pastor, be behind your pastor now. He's taken a leap of faith Stick with him. It's going to be okay. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Lord. And everybody clapped for Jesus. There are all kinds of things in the forest to attract our attention. But we must keep our eyes on Jesus. And this is our promise. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doeth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a treater, a, a like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Ladies and gentlemen, there will always be all kinds of trees 
in the forest. But God will build his house out of cedar. There's some cedars sitting in this congregation today. Thank you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being strong. Thank you for being unmovable and steadfast. Everybody here today, even if you're a visitor, you know somebody here. You can look around this church and you can immediately see and find some individuals that are cedars. And you can say, they've been a cedar in my life. And probably if it were not for them, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I am today. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.